the I Am A podcast with Loretta and Bianca. Stories, advice and discussions to resource, encourage and support independent music artists. This week on the I Am A podcast, we are going to be talking about PR, PR and promotion. One of those things that can make us feel a little bit icky. Uh, We all like the creative process, but this is a necessary part of being an independent artist. But how do you do it? How do you write a press release? How do you find a good PR company? Which bits are worth paying for and what can you do yourself? What does it include and where should I be putting all my efforts? Well, we're hoping that we can address all of that and more in this week's podcast. So enjoy. Welcome to the I Am A podcast. Today we are talking about a subject that a lot of artists struggle with, but it has to be done. It's part of it. We all wish we could just spend our time writing songs and being creative and doing all of those lovely bits, but the ad mini bits and to be specific, the PR has to happen as well it's all part and parcel if you're an independent artist so we thought we'd break down some of the challenges we've got some great advice with some people that we've um, asked in the industry um, that we hope are just going to be some real gems for you to not feel so unprepared and overwhelmed with this uh, pretty difficult subject yes it is a tricky one and I think the people who I have looked on from afar and thought you've done PR really well are the people who have found some creativity in the process and found it a way to make it another um, outlet for them. So with all the things that we are going to share today, we hope that um, it will inspire you to kind of view your the whole area of promotion in a different way and yeah, to have some fun with it. Uh, I have to say, as a manager and as somebody who works in radio as well, and my unsigned show in particular, when I've, I've had a stream of artists over the years come into the studio, perform some amazing music in front mm-hmm. of me, um, have a, a brilliant product out, and then I say, so what's your plan? And they look at me blankly. Blank face. And, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I just was so lost in the writing and creation and, and here it is. Here's my baby. And I'm like, but it's just so frustrating for me for people to have some great music mm. and to have no plan for as many people as possible to hear it. Now, we've spoken before about your definition of success and what that may be. And not everybody's looking to top the charts and those yeah. kind of things. But I think every creative wants um, fans who connect with their music to be able to find it and appreciate it. And because mm. of that, PR is absolutely essential. It's so essential. And I think part of it is you put so much effort into creating your music. Like it's such a mountain to climb and you have this big exhale when you've done it. And then you are just almost offended (laughs) that you have another, you climb the mountain to then be looking at another mountain. So um, I think that's part of it as well. And it just, it just goes against the grain of just for the most part, an artist's DNA. You just want your art to be enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially as an independent artist, you you want your art, your art needs to meet the fans that are going to love it. And you, we have to make that effort to um, put it in their hands or make it available to those people. And they're not always as easily accessible as we think. Mm. Um, some people put things out and, you know, it there's that sort of a viral kind of thing that happens and then 
everyone who is going to love it is able to find it but actually for the most part we have to put in a bit more work and yeah, unfortunately <laughs> and, and we just have to be fine with that yeah I think you know just to acknowledge that not it, this doesn't come easily to everybody you get mm. some people who are absolutely great at yeah. it and they have that kind of brain and think that way and they're, they're the lucky ones the artists mm. who can be creative but also are quite quite lateral with their thinking and um, see themselves as this like they then turn to see themselves as a business like okay yes. I'm not going to be Governor Im- B is yeah. brilliant at that we yeah. spoke to him about that and I mean he exactly, had done yeah. a degree in business and journalism mm. as well but he's very very good at thinking that way but many artists aren't so you know just to address firstly that if, if you really don't know at all where yeah. to start with this and you you totally feel overwhelmed to the point of it you know uh, basically making you freeze then there are PR companies out there yeah. that you can work with yeah. you can pay people uh, to help you to put a PR campaign uh, together so if you really don't feel like you can do it you can do that but to be honest even if you do work alongside a PR company as an independent artist there's still work for you to do absolutely but hopefully today we will give you some tips to break that down so that you can at least um do some bits um because it it just needs to be done i'm afraid so we're gonna face that fear today yes we're gonna do it together yes so shall we talk about uh, what it is yeah and i think um i think we're gonna start with um some audio that we recorded a while back um we sat down and spoke to an individual called ck golding who is a photographer he's a presenter um he makes content he's but he's the one thing that he's awesome at is communicating with people online and through social media mm-hmm. and he's so good at it that he has a real um it's a pet peeve more than a pet peeve <laughs> when he sees awesome musicians who back off from this essential part of their process um so he we spoke to him and he kind of communicated a bit about the heart of it and why it's important and just we feel like it's good to insert some of our conversation here just for a mindset shift and just to kind of just to start with the why and and just to get into your brain of just to of why it why you should approach this and why it is sort of detrimental to our careers when we don't. Hey, I'm CK Golding, presenter, photographer, and content creator. Content creation and being present, visibly present, visibly productive, it's like just an absolute no-brainer. When I work with a musician, they become my friends, I'm really invested in their growth and their progression and their journey, and I just want them all to win, right? And like, I just, you know, sometimes see them doing things which aren't assisting them winning and it hurts me and for me the, the main one is and I know for facts so how many unsigned musicians are going to relate to what I'm going to say next ask yourself if you say this oh, I don't feel like I feel icky self-promoting myself like and I hope what I'm going to say next is going to make you think about things a little bit differently do you know what the one thing I don't want to do on my deathbed is look back and think to myself that the biggest barrier to my success was myself Right. If the biggest success to me achieving what I want to achieve is somebody else, somebody else got that's I can live with that. 
because that's out of my control. But I'm in control of what I do. And if I'm if I'm on my deathbed and I think you didn't get do all the things you wanted to do because you were in your own way, you were your own enemy. You were your imagine being your own worst enemy because you didn't want to self promote and share and. And it's not even self-promoting, it's just sharing your content, it's creating your content, it's being brave enough to create something you believe and you're passionate about, and then putting it out there. And I, of and course, I guess an independent artist has to has to do that, because they don't have a label behind them doing yeah. it for them, so the yeah. onus is on the artist, yeah. whether you like it or not, whether you find it icky or not, you've you got to do it, haven't you? But how... How do you get over feeling icky about it? Say that's there, whether you agree with it or not, yeah. somebody, an artist feels like that. Yeah. How, how do you get over feeling like that? Think about your favourite brand in the world. Think about, I don't, it can be a food brand, it can be your favourite coffee brand, it can be any, it can be a clothing brand, it can be a musician, but it's a brand like, let's, you know, be on, music is about branding. Think about anything you love as a brand and then think about how, think about, how do you perceive them? How do you think about them? How do other people think about them? And then think to yourself, so if, if somebody, okay, just imagine a music executive's on Twitter, he's just milling around, he accidentally stumbles onto your Twitter page, what is he going to see? Is he going to see a graveyard for the last two weeks? Because if he does see that, he's just going to assume it's a hobby, right? If he, if he stumbles across your Instagram page and he doesn't see any activity, he's just going to, all oh, right, so it's a hobby. So what I'm basically saying is like, please start paying attention to perception. Perception is like everything. In any industry, by the way, this isn't exclusive to music. This is, this, right. Just look active, but not, but productive active, like create cool stuff, create interesting stuff. And when I say create, I don't mean write a song and put it on SoundCloud, like, you know, there's a whole there's a, you know there's a whole new podcast behind this, and I had a massive conversation with an unsigned artist called George Pelham, who's just a machine um, vocally, and he's just so into his own personal branding and how he's looked online. I mean, he's he's got a benefit; he's been a great singer, but he knows that's not enough. He knows it's not enough. And I said to him yesterday, like I call it the plumber effect, right? <laughs> this, like, no one in the history of the ta- of history of time has hired a plumber. He's come out. And you've said you just did some great plumbing because he's a plumber. You expect him to do good plumbing. I expect to. I don't get excited about singers who can sing because it's your job to have a great voice, right? I'm not bothered. It's the other stuff that's actually going to be the hook into you as a human. What like what you're doing online that like that brings people into your story? What makes you unique? I'm really into kind of what makes you unique at the moment. And content should should be your means of putting a stamp and setting you aside from everybody else. Don't get too don't don't get too caught up in your music, your artistry. That's expected, because in your bio it says singer songwriter. So I suspect you can sing. I suspect you can write a song. That isn't enough, I'm afraid. In terms of social media, obviously, like you said, you you know that it's really important, and you use it a lot, putting your content out there. Have you got a favourite? Like, do you do you prefer? Um, I mean, you, you use video a lot, yes. obviously. Yes. Um, but is there a favourite way that you think works particularly for creatives and and, and for musicians, perhaps? One hundred percent not. And well observed. Yes, you're absolutely right. I do use video a lot, and this is another thing I've been talking about. Like, there's there's three or four primary main, primary means of communication. So there's the written form, there's the visual form, as in photo, and then there's video form. Um, or audio from the podcasting point of view. You need to figure out what is your best and most natural, most authentic means of communication. For me, it's always been video because I like how I look. 
was gonna say you like your face, don't you? That was a joke, by the way. But it's just I don't. It's the one means of communication that, and it's not about what I feel most comfortable. It's also about what your audience. When I say audience, I don't like have a massive audience because I'm so. It's only recently I really started to ramp it up. But like, what do your audience? What engages them the most? What makes them get you the most? What makes them comment the most? What makes them just realize a little bit more about what you're up to the most and for me it's always been video so you know youtube's a big focus for me but i love insta i love twitter i, I loathe facebook i just find it like the most boring thing in the world <laughs> but i'm all over facebook because you know i just perception again perception I'm a, and when i say perception by the way it's probably going to be people thinking saying like does that mean pretending to be what you're not and that is not even nearly what it is it's just it's just being mindful of what whatever anybody's going to discover you what are they going to discover? Like, that is all perception means. So if anybody comes onto my Facebook page, which I hate, they'll find engagement, they'll find content, they'll find stuff, which I've put there through gritty teeth. Because <laughs> I... are doing what's necessary. I'm doing them. 100% what's necessary because I know that, especially nowadays, I know that people are curious to find out who you are, what you're about, what you're doing. So wherever, whatever part, whatever corner of the internet anybody discovers me, they'll always find something within the last day, at least. Because, mm-hmm. like, I just can't afford, nobody can really afford to just be perceived to be doing a hobby. Because right. it's competitive as hell. So if you're, if, you, if you're, they'll just move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, um, again, I'm not going to mention a name, but I was just downstairs, I was talking to an artist who recently was interviewed, to, invited to... I'm so happy I've, you, I've just come on to this perception thing. I was just talking downstairs to an artist who was recently invited to a showcase by a startup music label. And she was invited to speak to the CEO. She said, yep, I can make that date. Then he changed the date. And um, she couldn't make it due to work commitments. And I don't think she should have changed her work commitments to honour that meeting. And But but he was like, you know, is, this a, is your music a hobby if you're not willing to adjust to come and meet me? And like... Now, I don't, now, by the way, I don't agree with his point of view, but again, perception is key. So he's perceiving her as a hobby artist. So you must, must, must be aware of perception, how everything you do is perceived. Mm. I, I, if, if, somebody, if somebody came onto any platform of mine, they'd probably think I, they'd probably think I had my own chat show. The amount of content is swilling around. But that's not what I want them to think, by the way. Is there a danger of overkill or overexposure at all? Um, what do you mean by overkill? In what context? You mean switching people off? To yeah, you. yeah, or be or saturate people's timelines. Do we need? Do we as artists need to be mindful of that, or do you think that's not something you think about? I think it comes down to like I think it comes down to quality rather than quantity. And once again, like by the way, I'm still learning as I, but I think what it comes down to is being mindful of the need to learn, right? So I'm still learning. I, I test a lot. I test. A lot. So I go through periods when I just put out loads of stuff on Twitter just to see if I'm annoying people or to see if they actually engage with it. Like you have to test. I'm testing all the time. I don't have the, all the answers. And, I, and I'll always not have all the answers until I test and experiment. So you just need to find out what resonates with people. Um, and if that means testing, that means testing. If people unfollow you, people unfollow you. But, but ultimately, the whole game is to find your audience and to find your niche. And you can't do that by putting one, book, one, one tweet out every three months. Come on.
just a quick reminder that we have a growing library of really useful videos on our YouTube page, including interviews with artists and music industry insiders sharing their experience and expertise. Search IMA on YouTube or visit our website www.ima.co.uk. So some really good tips from mm. CK there. Lots to think about. As you can hear, he's pretty passionate about this. I have to say, I met CK online. He's mm. he's my one and own, probably will only person who translated to a real friend in real life yes. who I first met online. And, and I have to say, he naturally has a gift of communicating with people. He loves speaking to strangers. He yeah. loves meeting new people. He's great at networking. So in a way, I think it's slightly easier with someone of his personality, mm. but he also, says he wasn't always like that and he believes that everyone can get better at promotion um, by getting over themselves yeah. and just realising it's a part of it so hopefully he's given you some real tips there and I don't know about you but it's certainly challenging to think about the fact that you know if you want anyone else to blame you don't want to get in your own way in terms of your journey as an artist uh, so do look him up on uh, he's on Twitter and Instagram as well Facebook as well you can look at some of his um, videos and he is very approachable if you've got any questions you want to ask him as well I'm sure he'd be happy for you to reach out to him yeah so we're gonna dive right in and just talk about what promotion is what PR is you know um and it's just I mean it's obvious but it's basically finding ways to um, bring your your product what you do to other people and and you do different things um, and you communicate with people in different ways in order for them to um, access your product or for us our music which is our product Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one of the challenges for an independent artist and I've heard it said as a blessing and a curse in the day of Spotify where um, you, there's so much music out there and I think it's such a great thing that any artist can now have their music be discoverable yeah. um, I've often used the analogy of uh, pre-Spotify days uh, well okay we had MySpace before yeah. that but pre those days it was very much like a restaurant where you went in where there was just three things on the menu mm. and that was it. And that was served to us by the national radio stations. Um, that's the only way you could hear music. They selected it and that's all, you, all that was on offer. These days you can hear all kinds of music and all kinds of niche and and um, just you yeah. know individual genres. But um, you wouldn't even come across, you can yeah. literally come across the genre of music and be like, what? I didn't even know this existed yeah. and I didn't even know this was my jam and Yay. there will be a following for it. So that's brilliant. Um, the curse of it um, is that there's so much choice, mm. it can get a little flooded. So everything to do with PR and promotion as an independent artist is to kind of get your head to um, sort of peak above the, uh, the precipice, yeah. I guess, um, to, to stand out um so that yeah that you can be discovered you're there to be discovered but how do they find you yeah. is the big pr question absolutely and and promotion isn't like spamming people all no. day every day isn't you know sending the same message over and over again via whatsapp and facebook and social media isn't creating like a really awful ad that you pay for and you you know you put like two thousand pounds in it so therefore it's going to be seen like every 10 minutes and people are like go away um it isn't doing the things that you know make you feel icky um 
So we want to sort of just, you know, face those objections at the gate. That it isn't, it isn't doing, it isn't being a bit of a moron about it. No, and it's, you know, at the end of the day, so you have your bottom line of you want to promote your music. You want to tell people to buy your yeah. music. Yeah. But rather than, um, as Bianca just said, every day going, here's my music, buy it. Mm. You want to find different ways. Now, you might disagree, Bea, but I think in the end, you turned out amazing at this. So mm. there was a time when um, Bianca released her uh, No Fear Here album and we were going to be doing a tour as well. Mm. And I just encouraged her to post on Instagram regularly um, something that would end with a link um, to telling people about the album and about the tour. And um, I remember you really sort of did not no, no. relish the Shoulders thought. drooped, <laughs> sad face. And she said, I hate, I hate doing that. I hate, um, you know, and at the time you didn't, you weren't much a fan of Instagram, though you're really yeah, good at it Yeah, or now. any social media. But the thing is, um, because you didn't like it, you found ways that were you to do it. And yeah. it ended up so much more creative. Mm. Do you remember some of the things you posted? Because I remember you had some really unique pictures and video yeah. clips and all the time you when you looked at it it was interesting and engaging so you didn't read it thinking oh this is a shameless plug for Bianca's music you you engaged with a beautiful image mm. and and a, and a caption and at the end it would be a reminder uh, that the music was there and that's the kind of thing we're talking yeah, about yeah i suppose for me um i love art i love um i love creativity i love amazing sort of content so i personally found content that i loved that um, I connected with in terms of the message of my my music and I also am very wordy and I like to write long things so I just lent into who I am so I would just find something awesome that was inspiring and I would just write a caption about what I was thinking and feeling that day around some, say maybe some of the themes of my music you know um and, and try to somehow engage like leave, leave the door open for some sort of discussion so that you know people can engage in the comments as well um and that's just me like you know i could have literally nothing a, a picture of blackness and then write pages underneath mm-hmm. that you know um so I, I i found that way of engaging and that worked for me mm-hmm. and it didn't make me feel icky and i could do that often so again it's that it's that creativity thinking out of the box if you think i don't like doing this what mm-hmm. do you like doing mm-hmm. and how can you turn that into being a, a promotional t- tool. Uh, Some another, people like to vlog. Yeah, vlog. Yeah. Um, another really popular way, um, and you almost forget. Oh yeah, this is all about promoting a single, an album. Is doing challenges. Yeah. So artists will often uh, encourage other artists and not professionals, anybody, to do their own version of a chorus of their song, mm. perhaps, and use the hashtag. And at the end of the day, that's about promoting yeah. a song. But people love to get involved. Yeah. Fans feel engaged. Other people love to look to see yeah. what others are doing. Absolutely, that's promotion. Absolutely, that's promotion. Um, just even creating. If you're into, you know, creating little videos or or anything like that, you're kind of handy on iMovie. Just finding ways to be creative and a, a what do I want to talk about today it doesn't it doesn't even always have to be about your music it can just be I want to engage with my network um and via this platform and when people come here they'll likely go to your profile and see what are you about and there'll be a link there and they'll be like oh this person's a musician let me go and check that out it's just finding creative ways to engage um so you just sort of lean into your own uniqueness um 
as a way to consistently engage via we're, we're speaking quite specifically about social media isn't yes. it at this point i think because that's the side that every independent artist can do so yeah. you may need to pay someone yeah. if you want to get on some of the bigger name blogs yeah. or if you want to get some radio pr mm-hmm. you know you're unlikely to have yeah. those contacts mm-hmm. but the bit that is your responsibility is your social media that yeah. is a tool that you have access to is in your hand is an incredibly powerful tool mm-hmm. and wide reaching so the the least you should be doing as an independent artist in terms of your own PR is is social media Absolutely. and and seeing yourself as um, making a campaign for yourself around your releases in particular on social media. Yeah, and just and being aware of the different ways you can engage with your social media. Even YouTube has stories now, so yes. you know it can, doesn't have to be. A massive piece of content but it can be something that you put on in a daily way you know I, obviously Ariana Grande is you know she has the machine around her but when you when she around a release the way she uses her stories is quite good she puts like very candid things up um on her stories and her, you know stuff that she's doing but in between you know maybe three or four stories she'll put up the 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 promotional um thing of that single where it's got you know that 15 seconds of audio and whatever image he has literally it's in between loads of other stories it's consistently for that week or two weeks in between just her doing her daily silliness and i and i so just keeping that in people's minds but actually people are probably engaging with her day-to-day life yeah. but she you don't really mind seeing 15 seconds of that every five stories it's and i fine. think it's inviting people in your journey isn't it? it's mm. building up that relationship so the more that they see your everyday life get to know you or feel that they get to yeah. know you as a person then you're taking them on that journey to them ultimately buying your music yeah you know they, they buy into you as a person and as an artist and ultimately hopefully buy buy your music that's the journey that's the journey that you want to be taking them on yeah and sometimes this can also feel a bit um doesn't might not feel too great but if people do say great things about what you do you know share that on as well yeah you know it's like testimonials and find a way to you can find a way to share that in a way that doesn't make you feel crappy so that's also a way of not bigging up yourself but actually saying what other people are saying about your music so I think you know just to recap on all of that it's all about being creative in the way that comes easiest to you so if you're a video person mm. maybe YouTube might be your your main thing mm. or, or Instagram stories or if you're an arty person then maybe it'll be just images covers. On, or covers yeah mm. w- whatever is your your thing you can find a way that's natural to you that ultimately just is bringing a consistent message back to to your music your release mm-hmm. and who you are as an artist that's awesome um I think we should sort of touch on the paid for um aspect of promotion because I think it can be really helpful but it can also there's too many stories where it's been a waste of money so many so so many um it's a bit of a minefield mm, to be honest it's really even now mm, um in how long I've been doing this work in music it's so hard to find a good PR company Um, and there's so many out there so you could google and find a whole list um, and they'll all be charging around the same amount of money which is a lot of money and it's one of the only things that you can't 
really measure mm. um which is all to their advantage because you know they can tell you that they've sent off your music and press release to 200 a list of 200 and no one came back and you never really have any proof mm. of that or why or you're like well, or how do they send it do they just send the same generic message which yeah, is spammy did they, did they put my name up? on the top did they yeah you know you just never know and also you can't you you pay them for their services they say they've done their bit and then that's it so it's very difficult to measure um but at the same time if you can find a good pr company that has really built relationship up with their uh, contacts then it does really help really to hard. get your music and even uh, premieres really help video premieres and, and audio premieres on uh, good music blogs because people look to those to find out new music these mm. days and it's a kind um, of a credibility if yeah. you're able to premiere your stuff on some some blogs or and um, publications and it's just again just helps the noise around your release yeah, if suddenly push. there's articles popping up um on you and your single around its release that's just all helps it brings the the same and the right message just like ck was saying mm. it makes you look active and productive yeah and i think approaching these sorts of um companies um requires a little bit of thought and i was speaking to an, an artist recently and um finding a way if possible to have a face-to-face even um uh, meeting with somebody at a PR company so you can literally talk to them or even if it's a phone call something where you're you're communicating sort of in real time um, because you really ideally you want somebody to come on a journey with you so it's not necessarily about this release but if they can um, come alongside you um, for a number of releases or they're really into your journey then that is a better um, relationship and a str- you, you you can get a stronger sort of response and they may not put something out at this time of the year or they they may advise you when to put something out yeah. things out and when they want a to approach PR company yeah, yeah. Well, when to approach newspaper and radio and when not to and um all those sorts of things that it's, it's quite impossible for us artists to really know that in as much detail as they do mm. um and that and I think relationship is the way that you can access um, somebody who's willing to um, work on your behalf um, with all that in mind. Mm. I definitely um, think for both of us have experienced of working mm. with PR companies where there's been a relationship there and yeah. where they genuinely love the music mm-hmm. and that makes such a difference oh, yeah. to you just being a number on their books who's paying some money. Absolutely. Um, they will go the extra mile to find... Um, blogs and opportunities that are right for you as an artist and for your music and it's their personal mission Mm. to want to do that personally I've been really frustrated with um, some of the bigger PR companies that um, I just feel aren't interested in investing in in new talent Mm. so there's many who are happy to uh, jump on the bandwagon Mm. uh, as in in most things in music so you know, when you a lot of artists I've spoken to, their feedback to me is that they've been very disappointed when they've um, applied for PR, and the answer has literally not even tried to hide it. Been oh, you don't have the numbers for us to want to work with you, mm. and um, you just think, well, what about the numbers? Have you listened to the music mm. that I sent? Which is a real shame, and because also that makes me then lean to think, well, if you're only interested in the numbers already being there, yeah. how much work are you doing? Because the whole yeah. idea is that you create the numbers. Yeah. 
with the PR, but often people want half or more of the work to be done. If you're already semi-successful, then they feel that they can fan that. I do think it's quite a specialised arena to have PR companies that want to break artists, and there's not many, because it's hard to break an artist. It's hard, yeah. It's um, hard to take a risk, but I would hope that if somebody really loves the music and would put the work in, that they would create opportunity. But I have to say, I've had experience both ways with um, uh, big companies that have been willing to take on artists I work with that have got the numbers and not others and and it's not really been to do with the music because they don't even make their decision based on that which I think is a shame but that I say that just for you to be aware that that's literally is the criteria for some companies in what they're looking for yeah and um speaking for myself um I when I was releasing my album um I somebody another artist was saying you know you should go with somebody who who has artists that are similar to yours, who who are similar to you, and who has a bit more credibility. Because I was going to go with somebody that really loved my music, but you know, it's kind of a little bit at the beginning of their journey as well. And so I was, I literally went online and I found a really great PR company. Um, but I just had a feeling that I would just be a number on their books when and I would pay all this money and I chose to go with somebody who really loved my music who was so excited to work with me who you know we'd spoken for a long time and we said when you release stuff I really want to work with you and they worked really hard and and that's what you want you want to feel like you're in a partnership with somebody else moving mm. towards a common goal and they they worked really hard and, and they got me lots of online um sort of um features on blogs and stuff but what was really helpful was the spotify playlisting and they they worked hard and they, i did get on some really good um playlists which is still sort of helping me now and i'm still earning from that and and that that's like you can get the real numbers of how mm. that has worked out and how that's paid yeah. for itself really yeah it's it's a really difficult thing to do and people are always ask me if i would recommend pr companies mm. And um, I never really know what to say um, because I've even I've worked with the same company with a couple of artists and had very different results Mm. Um, and people move and people go through it. I think um, it's something you need. It is one of those things that you do a little bit kind of have to throw money at. But I think you should definitely do your research. If there's one you want to work with, try and speak to some artists who've worked with them before to see what they're like, how they are. Try and see the results that they've come up. But most of all, try and get a feel of whether they're really into you as an artist and into your music. Um, It's not cheap, but it can be worth it. It also can be a waste of time and money. For more great content from IMA, Find us on social media at We Are IMA. Check out our Spotify playlist for new music from independent artists. Search We Love Independent Music. And don't forget to sign up to our mailing list where you'll receive a free 10-day guide especially designed to inspire and equip independent music artists with some really useful, practical and inspirational resources. Sign up at www.ima.co.uk.